gas under the Pope's nose to see if it fogged up. Was there vapor coming out of his nose? And if there was, then he wasn't dead. <clears throat> but nowadays, of course, we have medical equipment, EKGs, these sorts of things. The old way was that they used to use a little silver hammer, and they would tap the person on the head, and they would call him by his given name. So when John the Twenty-Third died in 1963, his name was Angelo Roncalli. They would have said Angelo Angelo, Angelo, you are dead. Now, what they do once the um, death is certified is they've got to seal the rooms. They've got to make sure that no information that's confidential gets out. And so the rooms are sealed, the uh, phone lines are cut, fax lines are cut, all of that stuff is closed up, and nothing is going to happen in those rooms until they are reopened after the new pope um, is elected. Then they're going to see if there's a document that the pope left talking about any personal desires he may have for his wake or his funeral. And that's like any person. Some people, leave, some people plan their own funerals. They say they want this music, this kind of coffin, they want to be buried here or there. And so if there are any of those sorts of things, they'll look those up. Apparently John Paul II thought about being buried in his native Poland. Thought about it, but he didn't direct that that would, um, that would happen. And so essentially what happens next is that there are a series of what we would call wakes, um, some first just in the Vatican's kind of private rooms for the people who worked with him, and then the body is put on public display. Probably in your mind right now are images of the death of John Paul II. A lot of people went crazy when John Paul II died, not just because he was such a giant, but because nobody could remember the last time somebody died. And again, everyone thought, we, you know, the Catholic Church makes this up every time. No, there's a system. And that system says that these wakes... Um, occur and that the funeral must take place four or five or six days after the death of the Pope. So there's a little wiggle room given um, just for uh, practicalities. Four or five or six days after the Pope dies. But nobody quite figures out, well, if he dies on a Tuesday, is that day one? These are not the kinds of things that people worry about um, with any great concern. And then the funeral takes place on that fourth or fifth or sixth day. And it's a huge event. The body is interred usually in a series of coffins, um, sometimes a cypress casket, then a zinc casket, and finally a walnut casket. Typically what's put into his coffin um, is his destroyed papal ring. So remember in the old days, the ring was used to seal documents so that there could be no forgeries. So that would have been defaced and destroyed by the College of Cardinals in that four, five, or six day um, period. Sometimes copies of his most important writings are put in. Um, I think I remember reading that with John Paul II, there were so many writings, they just put a list of the titles of all of the writings because there were um, so many. And then the body is um, interred. Then begins a nine-day period of mourning, called very simply for the Latin novem diales, which means nothing other than nine days. So if the Pope dies and the funeral takes place on day six, and then you have the nine days, you're at about day 15. So who's in charge of the church during that 15-day period, what's called the sede vacante, the seat of St. Peter. The throne of St. Peter is vacant. 
This is what's called an interregnum, a period between the reigns. And the people who are in charge are the College of Cardinals taken together. There is no vice pope, there is no assistant pope. So the College of Cardinals are those men um, who are named cardinals by prior popes, and all of the members of the College of Cardinals, regardless of their age, can take uh, part in these discussions as to how do you run the church in this interregnal period, although only those popes who are younger than 80 years old um, will be able to vote, and that number is set at 120. But right now, there are probably about 150, 160 cardinals at any one period of time. That's kind of the number that it's been for the last 20 years um, or so. Now, this being a large number of people, there needs to be somebody to kind of run the show. And that person is a dean of the College of Cardinals. His name